the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good day. Happy post-Super Bowl to you and you and you. Um, now let's get back to work on Wall Street, right? As if that was the reason we had a bad month of January. Typically, they say for the record, um, as January goes, so goes the whole year. That's pretty intriguing, except for it didn't work last year. And that's the problem with, you know, as they say... You know, past performance not indicative of future results. You know, you can't exactly count every trend. Uh, statistically, though, it is worthy of note. It's just like, hey, it's worthy of note. Some interesting stuff going on today. And again, um, this is a year that has a lot more volatility so far. And I'm okay with that. Hopefully, you're okay with that. Um, stock market's trying to escape that January shadow. The hits just keep on coming. The S&P 500 ended the month of January down 3.1%. Now, I personally look at that as, hey, that's an opportunity. I'm getting my S&P 500 fix and my 401k at 3.1% cheaper. The New England Patriots, an original AFL team, won the Super Bowl. And Pucks Tony Phil saw his shadow suggesting we'll see six more weeks of winter. One can take that January barometer of a down January and the Super Bowl indicator and fear the worst for the stock market this year, or you don't have to. Both happenings noted above have often been followed by down years for the stock market, historically speaking. But often, though, it's not the same always. The S&P 500 declined 3.6% in January of 2014. Where were you in January of 2014? But it still closed the year with an 11.4% gain. There's a lot of time left in 2015. Yet it's fair to say it hasn't exactly been very comforting because of the volatility. Last year we had a spike in volatility as well. Um, bond yields are at record lows. Most commodity prices have continued to deflate. Economic data has softened. Major stock indices in the U.S. have been all over the map. The U.S. stock market's going to attempt to head north today. Maybe try to put February in a good direction versus where January ended. ExxonMobil isn't part of the helpful equation. ExxonMobil announced today a $4 billion buyback. And you're like, whoa, $4 billion? This is a company that, how shall we say, is really large. And a $4 billion buyback is, I'm not going to say urine in a bucket, but kind of. You know, a $370 billion company announcing a $4 billion buyback, that's not much. 21% uh, decline in revenue. They don't know where oil is going to sit next year. Otherwise, they would be doing a much bigger buyback. So... That's interesting of note. 
Hmm. A little negative disposition going on in China's stock market, which got rocked down 2.5% following the government's, China's government's official PMI report for January, which showed a sub-50 reading. Over 50 shows expansion, under 50 shows contraction. Contraction, traction, what's your function? Remember conjunction, junction? I do. I do, I do. So the negative response out of China, weak data, probably going to be more monetary stimulus. We live in the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Aquarius, no, we live in the dawning of the age of monetary stimulus. And I don't see that's changing. I mean, we're kind of addicted to it. What crack cocaine is to a junkie, monetary stimulus is to... That's your SAT question of the day. Fill it in later at some point in time. And for the record, I think we're more addicted to monetary stimulus as a nation. Back, Whitney Houston's daughter. Holy mackerel. Talked about wanting and needing to be a parent. The importance of it just wildly evident. So the personal income and spending report for December was released. Okay, ladies, get all comfortable and snuggle up, because here's the sexy report for the day. The personal income and spending report. Mm-hmm. We're talking hot chocolate. It showed an inline three-tenths of a percent increase in income and a weaker-than-expected three-tenths of a percent decline. What? In spending? So our income's going up and our spending's going down? That's not sexy. Well, it's kind of sexy if you're a saver. Hey, lady savers, it's a good day to be you. Incomes were up and spending was down. Hey, spenders, not a sexy day for you. You need to go hit the gym. So the data was incorporated into the fourth quarter GDP, so we had already kind of seen it, but now we kind of saw it separated out. It's basically moving in the wrong direction, all things considered. So snow, snow, snow everywhere in the United States, but not the West Coast. Um, so with all that snow, you can't be opposed to depriving Pakistani Phil of some food and some energy. Pakistani Phil can have the food, but many of us would prefer that Phil didn't have the energy to crawl out and see a shadow. So six more weeks of, of winter. Oh! I know you're saying, you're putting stock in a rodent? Sure. Why not? Other stupid things have happened in the world, right? So, that's our basic, you know, summary of the day. I would say uh, ExxonMobil is a pretty big one, all things considered. For them to say, you know, we're only going to do a $4 billion buyback win, for them, that's really, it's an accounting error. It's rounding up. Uh, it wasn't that important of a number, you know, something significant, and again, we expect significant from, say, Apple. Apple just announced they're going to do another bond buying round. Um, why not? Take a look at where interest rates are, and they should. But why? Because they got all that cash, but a lot of it's overseas. So, uh, are you with me? This is very much so an er moment. So join me with that er moment. Markets open down 12 points on the S&P 500. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 94, sitting at 17,084. And the NASDAQ down 39, sitting at 45.95. ExxonMobil slightly higher. That's interesting. Alibaba slightly higher. Uh, Ford slightly higher. Remember last week we had that guy call about a, a bank in Ireland? The governor and company of the Bank of Ireland? At that point in time, just to give you some perspective, it was a basically an eleven dollar stock, eleven fifty, and now it's at twelve twenty. Is it because he called? I don't know. Um, but it's on my screen now, and again, not because I'm wanting to buy it, just because it's on my screen. Apple's lower after hitting basically an all-time high on Friday, uh, but. Big reversal also put in place. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220.
pick up the phone, give me a call. I'm Rob Black. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. President Barack Obama is making an opening bid on overhauling corporate taxes and linking it to boosting infrastructure spending. A move that could clear a rare path towards common ground in a deeply divided capital. I think it's fair to say that from the outsider's perspective... Main Street or Washington uh, seems to be more divisive than ever, where Democrats say one thing and Republicans automatically hate it, even if they like it. And Republicans say one thing and Democrats automatically hate it, even if they like it. So Mr. Obama wants U.S. companies to pay a 14% tax on the approximately $2 trillion of overseas earnings they have accumulated. They would face a minimum 19% tax on future foreign profits. Companies could reinvest those funds in the U.S. without paying additional tax. In making the pitch in his 2016 budget plan due today, the president's elevating two issues that previously gained traction with lawmakers of both parties, changing the tax code on overseas profits and raising spending on highways and transit systems. The good news is... Let's see, what is the good news? It seems the administration has agreed that lockout of overseas profits is an important phenomenon. Um, This is an opening bid. This is not a result. So we need to be patient and see what happens. But there's companies with, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in overseas profits. Companies like GE top the list. Followed by Microsoft, Pfizer, Merck, Apple, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, Cisco, ExxonMobil, Citigroup. So, <clears throat> indefinitely reinvested earnings is what it's referred to, IREs. So, some Republicans voice skepticism, you know, changing our tax code just to fund more spending by our already bloated government is not the way to boost our economy. That's not even kind of would expect that. Uh, Mr. Obama's corporate tax proposal contained in his budget would pay for part of a six-year, $478 billion infrastructure upgrade. Our roads and bridges do need some upgrades. And it's tragic that uh, they're in the state that they're in, especially with the taxes and gasoline coming lower. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. I've been living it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Apple's offering more debt. They disclosed with the SEC that they are preparing $5 billion in new debt to cover general corporate purposes. The notes are going to range between seven years to 30 years. Apple's latest offering comes amid new record lows for interest rates around the world, with seven European markets, Germany, Switzerland, Denmark, Sweden, Netherlands, Austria, and Finland now featuring five-year debt. That's a negative territory. Wow. Um, So our 30-year bond at a record low, our 10-year treasury closing at, you know, just phenomenally low levels. Um, 10-year treasury now at 1.66, 30-year note at 1.38. That's not healthy. That's telling you that, you know, people aren't borrowing. 
Um, still seeing a negative stock market, yet things are slowly starting to improve, ever so slightly. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, you know, the bright spot right now for the economy is job creation. It's been slow. It's been steady. Probably a little too slow. And that's okay. Um, it's better than, a, you know, obviously going the other direction, which, you know, I don't think we really need to overly talk about. Hey, Jay-Z is buying one of Spotify's biggest rivals for $56 million. That seems like chump change, doesn't it? Jay-Z. When you think investing, you think Jay-Z. He's actually touched a lot of product that's turned to gold. Uh, obviously, with the culture, hip-hop culture, he's able to do that. Um, but ultimately, what you have with him buying a streaming service is kind of like Beats. Uh, Jay-Z is close to acquiring the company behind WeMIP, W-I-M-P, one of the Spotify's biggest streaming rivals for $56 million. It's huge. Um, Scandinavian countries. It's a rival to Spotify and others. Company behind WeMIP or WeMP also runs Tidal, a US and UK version of the service. So uh, Jay Z isn't the first rapper to get involved with music. Obviously, Dr. Dre and Beats. Someone asked me what I think Apple's going to do with Beats, and I think you're going to see a version of their operating system rolled out at some point in time with Beats built into it as a streaming service. And that will be a shot at you know, Spotify and other such companies that stream music. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Kind of an interesting phenomenon. Uh, people are taking photos of Apple employees testing out the iWatch or the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch was first spotted outside Apple's campus back in September, but it looks like Apple has released more testing units for employees to try out in the real world. So you're starting to see people um, snap photos like at breakfast. They see them, you know, in the marina wearing the watch and snap. Test out the new devices in the real world is a useful part of the development of new products. You can find bugs and problems you can't in testing laboratories. Um, product looks great in real life, according to people. Apple's policy of testing devices on the streets has hit upon problems. Remember back in 2010, an employee left an iPhone prototype at a bar. Someone picked it up. It was then sold to the gadget news site Gizmondo for $5,000, and like the SWAT team showed up to take it away. Um, so there's no specific date, but sometime in April. And um, it's getting pretty good reviews. It's getting pretty good uh, thoughts. So... Feedback, I guess, is the uh, thought from just the looks of it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, let's see. There's still a lot of conversation about Dick Costello, CEO of Twitter. So there's... Whether or not he's the manager to lead them into the future or not, angry investors... Will they succeed in their bid to get rid of him? Kara Swisher from Recode reports that insiders there want to shut down the conversation about Costello's efficacy. Jack Dorsey went to bat for him. Investors are mad because Twitter stock prices have been toilet. It's funny. Success or failure starts at the top. Except for when you're failing. Then we're going to try to pass the buck as long as we can. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
Now that we've got the Super Bowl behind us, we turn our eyes to the next big calendar event. And I'm not talking Valentine's Day. I'm not talking St. Patrick's Day. I'm talking Tax Day. Let's bring in Rafael Tolino, IRS. You're not an IRS agent. You're an IRS media relations person. So no need to fear this man. How are you, Mr. Tolino? Hey, Rob. How are you? A nice segue from Super Bowl to taxes. You, uh, yeah, you got a public it's affairs guy, not necessarily, uh, but I know those folks. They're all good folks. Yeah, they are. I dated one, and uh, it didn't end well, and let's just say I got audited. But let's just say I'm making up that audit part, but that's okay. Right. Um, so it is kind of like that time, you know? You know, we put the Super Bowl behind us. I've been collecting my uh, tax forms have been coming in the mail to me. Um, the Affordable Care Act, taxes, uh, it's going to be a big year for the IRS, isn't it? Yeah, there's a whole bunch to administer uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the Affordable Care Act, something called FATCA, which is the offshore uh, compliance initiative and different regulations we've got going there. And so there's two new things really that are on our plate. But uh, the Affordable Care Act and uh, um, just doing taxes in general are really uh, the bigger story because it's the first year that you have to account, me, you, just about all of us, for health care on your tax return. And uh, we began processing last week. Actually, January 20th, so just about two weeks ago now, because today is February 2nd. But, uh, you know, certainly we've been up and running and collecting uh, or getting returns coming in, most of me filed for the most part, and we're moving forward with uh, with taking care of business. But, yeah, it's that time of year. You should, for the most part, as you mentioned, have most of your tax forms by now or a good chunk of them by the end of February or end of January into early February. And if you don't, then you certainly want to wait to get all that information to file a accurate return the first time, because uh, unless you're dating somebody from the IRS, you really don't want to hear from us more than once, right? Just uh, And that's just the submission of the return and, and the refund coming back. I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course, but uh, a good return accurately the first time is always the goal, right? So you're saying most people e-file now. Um, that's kind of become the norm and the common, whether it's a professional service that's helping you with your taxes and or it's an individual yeah, it's a no-brainer, really. I mean, I, you know, if you're if you're one of the 55 to 60 percent, and that's about the number that's been steady for years, who uh, use a tax professional to file on your behalf, then chances are they're hitting enter. In fact, they pretty much have to at this point, and that's where technology has brought us. If not, chances are you are uh, doing it on your own and using tax software to help you. It's uh, I would imagine when all is said and done this year, last year was up around 85, 6% of all returns electronically this year, probably closer to 90. And then from the refunds that come, which is about three out of four taxpayers get a refund. In other words, most tax returns that come into the agency are issued a refund going back out, and that's being done with direct deposits. So you're seeing a paperless tax return being done for the most part, and that's just where we are. And if you're wondering refund times, which a lot of people do, uh, about 90% uh, of most of us will get it in 21 days or less uh, if you choose that e-filed return with direct deposit. So certainly we're asking you for uh, to, if it's later than the 21 days or around those 21 days, just we're trying to balance uh, getting out those returns or the refunds to those returns as quickly as we can with the same time, uh, making sure we only get out refunds that are legitimate and you know preventing fraud going out the door to begin with. So that's kind of where we are in the beginning part of tax filing season here. So the Affordable Care Act is starting to get a little bit more stickiness or legs to it as the right. legislation gets a little bit older. I've heard some random statistics of people who don't sign up for it are going to get hit by the IRS with a fine. Tell us a little bit about what we're looking at there. Right. For the most part, most of us are just checking a box when we file our return, right? So we're just saying, hey, this box says we have health care coverage, and on you go. For uh, And that is employer-sponsored coverage or government-sponsored coverage, such as Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal, that kind of thing. But for those who purchase insurance in the marketplace, uh, you're going to get a Form 1095A, which is like a W-2 that helps you reconcile uh, based on uh, your amount you got of insurance coverage, most people got the, uh, the subsidy, if you will, the premium tax credit uh, directly from uh, the government to the insurance company on their behalf to offset the cost. Now, what, what it says is if you, it, it, the, the shared responsibility payment is uh, $95 per adult or half of that per child or 
the greater of 1% of your income above the filing threshold, so whatever is more. So it isn't necessarily that fixed number, although it could be. It could be greater, and that depends on your income, who's in your household, and who has insurance in terms of the responsibility payment you may have to pay. Uh, but the, the bottom line is, I suppose, as I say that, if, if for folks listening, is irs.gov, irs.gov forward slash ACA for all the information in terms of who may have to make that payment or not and how do I take care of this, that, and the other. There's all kinds of information there that will help you through it. But uh, certainly the bottom line is we all pretty much have to account for it. However, most of us are just kind of uh, checking a box on our software or letting our tax professional know that we have uh, coverage, and if not, then there's that reconciliation that's going to go on, if you will, with your Form 1095A and your 1040. I used to be pretty intimidated, Mr. Tolino, by the IRS, probably like most Americans who watch any sort of media in the United States. And then your website got really 21st century, and I'm not saying yours, but the IRS website got right. really 21st century. There's a lot of good tools there, a lot of easy yeah. things to figure out. Yeah, and thanks for mentioning that because that'll put me on my uh, my other messages. Uh, please try using irs.gov for everything you need. We've set it up to be uh, real easy to use and easy to navigate. A lot of task-based uh, information and and things you can do there, and the information along with those tools and such that you could do electronically. So go there first uh, before you call the IRS or before you go into an office. That's not to say you can't do that just trying to save you some time. See if you can take care of your business online with all the things we have going on there uh, before you uh, call or, or come in. And you're right. It, it really it does have a lot of information, easy to use, easy to read. A lot of the information we have on there is easy to understand, and that's the goal, to try to get folks to uh, better have a good idea of what, what's going on uh, as opposed to making it hard to understand. That's, our, that's, a, that's a big goal of ours in terms of information. Speaking of... Rafael Tolino, IRS media relations expert. Um, free services, we all like free services. I get emails on a regular basis of people saying, you know, hey, should, do you have a referral for a CPA? And then I find out they're pretty simple. You know, they're married, they don't own property, they don't own property out of state, it's not a business that they own. I'm like, just use a free service or, you know, pay like an H&R Block kind of scenario because CPAs are expensive. Tell us about some of the free services and who are appropriate for them at the IRS. Yeah, right. Uh, good point. Uh, two avenues to free, real quick. Free file, the IRS free file program on irs.gov, and that's free electronic filing excuse me, for a federal income tax return uh, for free, and that is income of $60,000 or less to use one of the software, the uh, tax software providers that have partnered up with us to the free file program and $60,000 or less gets you that interview process, gets you that hand-holding all the way through with the software. So go to irs.gov, use it as a portal, if you will, and uh, check out the IRS free file program in the community, up and running pretty much from last week all the way through April 15th into this week in terms of when they open up our volunteer income tax assistance or VITA sites, and they're up and running uh, dozens if not hundreds up and around the Bay Area, Northern California, uh, that will help you get free tax return preparation, simpler returns, as you say, $53,000 or less in terms of income, and they will help you with uh, Affordable Care Act information based on that and your taxes, and they will help you file that return and possibly get something called the Earned Income Tax Credit, which kind of goes hand-in-hand with VITA in terms of offering uh, a nice refund boost for those who have earned income in the lower uh, to moderate income brackets. So there's VITA on, out, out in the community, free file online, and by all means, if you can take advantage of a free service and getting free tax prep, you should definitely do that. It's a good thing. We've got a couple minutes left, Raphael. Is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know about the IRS and tax time? Uh, yeah, you know what? If you're getting a call from the IRS out of the blue, uh, since you throw that out there, the IRS, mm-hmm. under no circumstances, calling you out of the blue, demanding you pay taxes on a prepaid debit card, for example, or demanding you go out and take care of a of a tax obligation a certain way, uh, we're not going to threaten arrest. Those random phone calls are coming from scammers, and they're coming from who knows where, from inside the country, from around the world, using the IRS as a carrot, if you will, to get you to comply, which is simply uh, not something we do in terms of business. So uh, if you're getting one of those random calls from the IRS, it's a scam. Our first method of contact with you, if you have an obligation, is going to be a letter in the mail. And at some point, if you ignore 
the letter cycle, if you will. You may get a phone call down the road, but that's something if you have an obligation that you know about, chances are, and done professionally, not threatening you with arrest or demanding you pay taxes a certain way. So watch out for that sinister call and that uh, scam call that seemingly is just pervasive and uh, ongoing. So plays into people's fears. It's the one company you can't hide from. It's the IRS, and scammers know that. So thanks very much, Raphael. Have a good tax season. It's that time of year. Rafael Toledo with the IRS talking a little Affordable Care Act, talking about some of the free services, where to file for free, how to choose a tax professional, and much, much more. You'll hear from him a couple more times before tax time. Um, I don't think you should fear the tax cycle. I think you should approach it intelligently and honestly. Um, I think with all major decisions in your life, just try to be as upfront as you can, and things will fall into place. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your call on the air. I'm Rob Black. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm all about sportsmanship. I'm all about world peace. A Miss Amazon 2015 loser ripped the winner's crown from her head and threw it on the floor. Fantastic. That's what life is all about. Coming in second or third at a beauty pageant, ripping the crown off the winner's head and throwing it on the ground in disgust. Oh, I know you're saying fun. Patriots win. So, so, so sorry, investors. Bad news for the stock market if historical happenstance continues. The three other years, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl. Um, the S&P 500 ended with an average 3.8% loss. Just throwing it out there for you. The Patriots rookie who made the Super Bowl winning interception of what's being called the worst play call ever during a Super Bowl Ball on the one, and they pass instead of run. They've got Marshawn the Beast, Lynch, and they pass. The rookie who caught the interception worked at Popeye's four years ago. The guy, his name's, um, what is his name? He was an undrafted rookie. Um, Malcolm Butler, so a 24-year-old. He started his football career in high school, but he only played two seasons. After high school, he went to a community college in Mississippi where he played football but was kicked out of school for unknown reasons after playing just five games. He took a job at Popeye's. He took summer classes at another local college. He was invited back and played for a Division II school, West Alabama. He excelled at safety, but his Division II players often do. Went undrafted, went to the Patriots camp, got signed as a 24-year-old rookie working at Popeye's not that long ago. So those of you working at Popeyes, it's probably not going to be you. That that home run has left the building, so to speak. Uh, Nationwide came out with probably the most bumming commercial of all time. Uh, when I think Nationwide, I think Dead Children now. It features The Super Bowl ad features a little boy listening to all of life experiences he missed out because he died from an accident. The number one cause of childhood deaths is preventable accidents. This is a cheap insurance commercial to scare parents into buying policies. I found it despicable. The percentages don't line up to say that buying insurance is a wise idea on children. The percentages line up that insurance companies make a mint because most kids don't die from accidents. Um, the insurance company, in this case Nationwide, who I'll never do business with, 
uh, collects premiums on the insurance policies that they sell. But they're also hoping they don't have to pay out. And like insuring a 40-year-old guy, there's a payout a little bit more often of a heart attack than there is of a four-year-old child of dying in the bathtub, which again, most depressing, discouraging Super Bowl ad of all time. The insurance industry uh, measures things by something called a loss ratio. And any policy they sell on a child is basically a massive win for them. Um, a lot of emotional punch. You know, the kid in the commercial goes, I couldn't grow up because I died from an accident. I'll never learn to fly or travel the world with my best friend. I find it depressing. I find it upsetting. I find it just the wrong venue to try to sell. Now, I know there's some areas in the United States where there's a lot of violence, a lot of inner city violence on people under the age of 18. And I'm not going to say that no one deserves life insurance who's under the age of 18. Because when it does, accidents do happen when children are murdered, taken way too early. It is a major expense to bury them. But I'm telling you, I would be very, very cautious um, thinking that's a way to go. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. McDonald's did a unique Super Bowl ad They uh, for a fast food company. They ran a big game ad about sharing love, offering up unique giveaways to those who retweeted flattering messages that they posted about the marketers. Um, Twitter users who retweeted a McDonald's post about toenail fungus medicine Dublaya were eligible to win designer sandals and a pedicure. What was interesting is, you know, some of the prices were silly. You know, airline tickets and a suitcase full of Doritos. Um, what was interesting is McDonald's ad about selfies and taking, giving hugs and <laughs> mention their food. Why? Because their food stinks. That's fascinating. Coca-Cola and Budweiser typically were considered the winners of the Super Bowl. Um, capitalizing on cuteness. Coca-Cola stood out with an anti-bullying message as many brands stirred emotions rather than going for laughs this year. It was a bumming. It was pretty much so a bummer Super Bowl for advertisers. Uh, pretty much so across the board, in my opinion. Budweiser had a hit before the kickoff. and um, I was at a party where, let's just say the women were pretty pleased with that dog commercial. The puppy and his Clydesdale friends. Not because of the puppy, cute, not because of the Clydesdale, but because the dude that the puppy came home to was all that in a bucket of chicken. And I don't even know what that means. Um, other commercials that did well, Southwest tweeted an offer for free Doritos for flyers who take a selfie in a middle seat on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Kim Kardashian... I am so done with her. Honestly, if a meteor were to fall out of the sky and crush her, and just her, and she had like wicked witch legs that stuck out underneath the comet, I'd be pretty pleased. The question is, would the comet bounce off or tookish? That's a question I can't answer. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Tweet me. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network.
presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. ExxonMobil posted earnings that easily topped expectations, but revenue fell slightly. What was more interesting to me is that they boosted their dividend, great, but their buyback was really, really weak. Um, worthy of note that they must not have confidence in the price of oil, otherwise they would have done a bigger buyback. Um, with crude oil prices at multi-year lows, energy companies have had to assess the damage. Um, you know about oil falling so aggressively in the last, you know, X amount of days, X amount of months, excuse me, you know, quarters. And now you're starting to see some of that damage. Now you're starting to see some of the spin control come out of Wall Street and tell you, you know, how bad was it? It's worthy of note. Patriots won the Super Bowl. That's bad news for investors. Typically, the... When the AFC team wins, it's bad, and uh, that's kind of one of those BS indicators that I shouldn't really give any credit to. I do only as a foolish mistake. Um, it's out there, but I'm not going to put a lot of faith in it. If you do, you're a crazier investor than me. U.S. consumer spending weakest since 2009. Inflation was muted. Consumer spending recorded its biggest decline since 2009. That's good news and bad news, because we're saving, and that's worthy of note. Like, again, let's not totally poo-poo, you know, smarter decisions by individuals. Um, I know we are a nation that's based on consumer spending, our economy is, but at the same time, I like seeing data that says we're saving a little bit, so... You know, consumer spending accounts more than two-thirds of our economy. So it was the largest drop since 2009. It reflected a big decline in spending on durable and non-durable goods. When adjusted for inflation, consumer spending dipped just one-tenth of a percent. Um, households have so far used extra income from cheap gasoline to pay down debt and to boost savings. Gasoline prices have dropped 43% since June which is phenomenal. Jay-Z, Jay-Z. I kind of assume he sounds like that because I'm not cool and I don't watch hip-hop culture, so I don't really know what he sounds like, but he probably sounds like, hey, everybody, I'm Freddie the Frog. Freddie the Frog? Wasn't there a song, Freddie the Dancing Frog, or something like that? Kind of was the follow-up to Disco Duck. Disco Duck. If you've ever wanted to find a reason for terrorists wanting to blow up America, it has to be Disco Duck. So Jay-Z is buying an online music service. Um, kind of getting into a pretty crowded field. Now again, when you're Jay-Z or Freddie the Dancing Duck, uh, Frog, you can come out with music services because people dig what you do and anything you touch they want to touch too. Apple disclosed that it's preparing to sell $5 billion in new debt to cover general corporate purposes. It's kind of interesting because money is so cheap right now, I want to go out and buy some homes. I don't blame Apple for wanting to go out and borrow some money to buy some homes or build some buildings or pay off debt or whatever. So Apple's latest earnings report reveals that the company has $178 billion in cash, so why do you need money? Because it's so cheap, that's how smart people get ahead. McDonald's served up a unique Super Bowl giveaway. Basically, McDonald's, part of their Super Bowl giveaway, decided to give away dozens of prizes that tied in with each other Super Bowl advertisers' commercials. 
for instance, um, they gave away a $1,500 Discover gift card, a 2015 Toyota Camry, a 2015 C-Class Mercedes. So trying to start a dialogue with consumers, they want to engage in ways that are more meaningful and relevant. Well, what about your chicken nuggets that are made out of like chicken beak? That's what people want to talk about. Like, let's improve the quality of the foods so that we're actually proud to say that we ate there. Like, I had a dinner a couple months ago at a place called Town, just an amazing restaurant. I'm proud to talk about that end-to-end service, or Criola, or Sant Sauvie, or Slanted Door. Um, there's so many good ways to get people talking about your product, but I don't know if Twitter messages about other advertisers is the way to do it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Pizza Hut set a Super Bowl record, and America gets fatter and more oopa ish So Pizza Hut's owned by Yum Brands, and they're publicly traded. Uh, Yum Brands also owns Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mmm, yum. Uh, the Yum Brands' own pizza chain said it had its biggest digital sales day ever. By halftime, now again, key in on the word digital sales, right? The Yum Brands own pizza, uh, by halftime, the world's largest company, pizza company. I know you're saying, wow. You want to fight childhood obesity? How about we blow up Domino's and Pizza Hut? Uh, how about we ban pizza? One of the mm, easiest foods to give a good, other than mac and cheese. All kids tend to like it. But they did over $10 million in digital sales by halftime. And again, the whole idea there is digital sales, so why hire a phone girl? Uh, pizza Hut, Domino's, and Papa John's are famous for what are called phone girls. It's, they have the guy slap the pizza and get all messy and dirty, and they have the girls answer the phone. Um, hire a phone girl when you can have a digital app replace her job. So that's what you know, a lot of people who are at McDonald's fighting for fair wages, they're going to find out. Um, there's an app that can replace you. There's a kiosk that can replace you. There's also technology that can replace you. There's a company who's making a, a robot for McDonald's that can do 360 hamburgers in an hour. And that's, you know, cook them, that's sauce them, that's everything. So ExxonMobil, already talked a little bit about this, um, pretty good quarter, but they're trying to assess the damage of you know, guidance going forward, and they were very conservative. HP's Meg Whitman, who looks a little bit like the Pillsbury Doughboy's mother, she was paid $19.6 million in 2014. Previous year, she made $17.6 million. I bring that up not so I could bring up the Pillsbury Doughboy reference, but again, corporate, you know, uh, governance and the importance of how much do you pay your employees? Are they worth it? You know, Apple CEO pulled in over $100 million in pay package incentives. But would you say that Apple created more wealth for their shareholders than HP did? Probably. Is a CEO worth five times more than another CEO? I would say so. But I don't know if everyone would agree with me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Americans are spending their windfall from cheap gas. It's a tax cut, or it's not a tax cut, but if we're not spending to fill up a tank at four bucks and we're spending 250, it saves Americans 125 billion dollars. 
And the winner so far have been things like Family Dollar Stores and Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen and McDonald's. Interviews show that for an economic boost, for people saving a little extra money, they're going to Vegas. Auto traffic to Vegas in the last quarter, after being down for six of the previous nine months, was up. Fascinating, don't you think? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. Chad specializes in retirement issues, financial planning issues. Um, these are issues that are kind of intense, expense planning for retirement income. What's the best way to go out trying to figure out cash flow projections and taxes and insurance and inflation? All things that are almost like dirty words mm -hmm. to people who want to live and just in the moment and not necessarily think about these big issues coming down the road. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a whole webinar on the website, New Focus Financial, that you can watch from your own home and... I go through the cost of retirement, all, this, all the ways that you have to calculate. I mean, first, the first thing is it's not rocket science. It's called sitting down with a spreadsheet and tracking your expenses for a while to get a clear idea of what you spend on utilities and all the things to keep the lights on. But then focusing on what you want retirement to be like, what's going to get you out of bed, okay. keep you motivated, what your routine is, the gym, the golf course, tennis, whatever it is, and find out what all those costs are. Realize that your travel costs are probably going to increase. Realize that you might be helping kids and grandkids more and putting that all into play and then saying, okay, here's my income need. Here's my accounts that I own, my IRAs that haven't been taxed, my low-cost basis stock, my high-cost basis stock. What's your individual taxes? I mean, it takes some hard work to really dial it down to make sure the final, you know, what you, do you really have enough to retire? In your 20s and 30s, 10 to 15% of pay, knowing that you'll probably be okay if you do that. But before you pull the trigger and retire, you got to know, am I really on track? Now, we got on the website, there's also the how long will it last PDF that you can download. Okay. That shows you, it says, okay, it's, it assumes that every year you draw more, 3% more for inflation. And you can clearly look and say, if I'm earning 6% on my money and I'm pulling out 6% a year, it'll tell you how long your money's going to last. And so you can at least get a basic idea once you've sat down and done your expenses and your tax calculations and your healthcare costs. I really don't think most people, and I'll give you an example in my life, um, I don't think most people have the ability to do that, Chad. Um, family member... Or the time. Or the time. Or the getting it close. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a family member who just inherited some money. New car's already been bought for $60,000. Yep. Um, on top of that, new new Mac for a 70-year-old-plus woman who probably doesn't need all the computing power of a new Mac. Um, and yet, some of these expenditures are starting to add up fast. Right, right. So um, what do we need to know when we do inherit some chunk of change? What's or just have any kind of a windfall. Windfall? Um, don't do anything for a long period of time because it can take some counseling. Some people, Rob, have a mental block and feel like they should be broke, no matter what their situation is. Uh, you know, I, when I was really, really young in the business, I, I had a... I had a neighbor that got $700,000 from a Fenfen case. and Fenfen yeah, medication. Yeah. Diet yeah. medication that caused heart problems. You know, and I tried to get him, get her to invest over and over, and all of a sudden, new cars. Kids had new cars. The house oh. was being remodeled. They bought another house. She let her son move in rent-free to this house. He's having parties, destroying it. And sure enough, ran into one of the daughters, you know, about 15 years later, and mom's broke. $700,000 gone. Because some people have this mental thought that they don't deserve it or they shouldn't have it, and they make really quick decisions. They feel, like, anxious. There's there's nothing that you should be investing in that that's going to go away right now. Anybody that's giving you that fire sale kind of a notion that you have to do something right now, don't work with them. When you look at a bucket list, um, I do something kind of similar with a Christmas list every year. Mm -hmm. I come up with a list of ten people that I love and care about and that I want to get gifts for, and then I cross Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten off the list. <laughs> so and I only get gifts for the top three people. Yep. And that's my way of keeping in with my budget. Um, and not get because Chad, you don't care. You just buy bunt cakes for everybody, right? You and me, or the two of us know each other well, and you don't care if I get you a gift. You just want me to have a beer with you on occasion and, yeah. and say good job. So we yeah. over, we basically I'm saying we over gift. It is. I mean, we're kind of at the point where people feel like they're supposed to do it, and if they don't, there's something wrong with you. I don't. 
I, I, it could all go away, and I'd be fine with it. And that goes back to the bucket list. I think you should have a bucket list of things you want to do, but I think you should keep the cost down as well, and not yeah. just you know go wild. Seniors gone wild. What do you think? <laughs> you think Joe Francis is quaking in his boots? Let's do that. I'm sure there's already something like that on the internet. There always is. You know the worst thing I ever saw that just told me the decay in society was bum fights. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. There's almost nothing worse than that. There's a whole movie based on that too, like Bum with a Shotgun. No. Yeah. <laughs> bum with a Shotgun or get, something like that. I don't get to the movie theaters that you get to. It wasn't a movie. It was like a one of those days where I don't watch that much TV and I was flipping through it and Bum with a Shotgun was on and it was the whole thing started off because of the filming a bum trying to do it's just horrible that guy should be in jail nice <laughs> it's cfp chad burton. that spot went downhill real quick didn't it? <laughs> it's okay cfp chad burton talking retirement issues these are all issues and i think that was a real segment with real content um you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com he alluded to some good downloads of that site so check it out newfocusfinancial.com most tweeted super bowl <clears throat> ever folks at twitter say sunday's game which finished with Malcolm Butler nailing one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. It was the most tweeted ever. Twitter said over 28.4 million global tweets were sent during the game, surpassing last year's 24.9 million. Katy Perry coming in to the halftime show on a mechanical tiger was pretty interesting looking. The thing that got me was the dancing shark. At one point in time, she's doing California Girls. I think. I couldn't hear. But... They had, like, dancing palm trees and dancing sharks with her and kind of like this bikini top. That was interesting, to say the least. Um, but one of the two sharks, the one on her right wasn't really into it. The one on her left was, like, overly zealously into it. I want to be a dancing shark now for Halloween. It's I, ha- I must find a dancing shark costume because it was all that in a bucket of chicken, in my opinion. <clears throat> to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Chris Christie calls for choice on vaccines, and he's already being dismissed as moronic and stupid and insane, and saying things that could damage the public health across the board. Um, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said parents should have a choice about vaccination as a measles outbreak brings the subject to the forefront. And... uh, how shall we say people are not pleased with this? <clears throat> so, scientific rationale versus potentially killing children. Uh, anyhow, anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I got the I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The S&P 500 up 13, the Dow up 85, the Nasdaq up 16. We started in the green, we went to the red, we went back to the green. Does it mean anything? Not really. With that out there, you know, some of the top stories today kind of tell us what's going on. ExxonMobil's earnings um, and their buybacks send a bad signal. Exxon reported fourth quarter earnings per share that were down about 18% from the same period a year ago. The company was doing reasonably well until the final quarter of 2014. Um, it's a 42% drop in 2015 from 2014 as far as their um, estimates for 2015. So they were made $7.45 for 2014. They expect to only make $4.28 uh, per share. Um, in 2015. That's a pretty big drop. 
A $4 billion a year buyback is very weak and lame. Now, their dividend's wonderful. They've boosted that again. But their buyback, in 2011, they bought back $21 billion of stock. In 2012, $21 billion. 2013-16 billion, 2014-12.9 billion, roughly 13 billion, and 2015 just 4 billion is expected. That's a drop in the bucket for a company with a 370 billion dollar market cap. Now, the dividend's nice. Um, Shell has frozen their dividend. Other oil major companies have been increasing their dividends. You know. Um, hit or miss, but Exxon's done it for 27 years in a row. And that inspires some confidence. So <clears throat> shares of Exxon moving a little bit higher today on this news. Keep in mind um, the, the buyback is going to be important when they announce a bigger one. It looks like the stock is put in a double bottom right around $85 a share. Um, but again, looks can be deceiving. Sometimes double bottoms become a floor that cracks underneath it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Nationwide had a Super Bowl ad that's drawn a lot of fire for basically talking about buying life insurance on a kid who dies from accidents. And that's just, you make money in insurance by selling the policy and hoping the person doesn't ever use it. And you make money by that happening over time. Um, that is really, really problematic. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. I will ban Nationwide forevermore for that horrific commercial playing on people's worst fears. Um, the New York Knicks stink, and usually when they're playing this poorly, people get mad, people get angry. There's a publicly traded angle here. Uh, Madison Square Garden is publicly traded MSG. Um, so when a basketball team stinks, or a football team, or a hockey team, it could actually, you know, change things up for a company. Uh, the luxury tax is the amount a team is required to pay after exceeding the player salary cap. The Knicks are notorious for having to pay the NBA tax. The Knicks have saved approximately $25 million in luxury taxes this season. So MSG's cash flow estimates have been boosted from $391 million to $406 million, probably due to the amount saved in the NBA's luxury tax fees. So, interesting. You could take a look at MSG if you wanted to buy into uh, kind of a sports franchise. If you think, you know, uh, if you think the value is going to continue to go to the moon, you know, MSG doesn't own the Knicks, but they own the place where the Knicks play. And you could take a look at, for instance, if you want to own the Philadelphia Flyers or the Philadelphia 76ers, there's a company called Comcast, which owns them. And that may be worth thinking about when you're looking at all the crazy fees being paid for ownership rights in these markets. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. The CEO of, not the CEO, excuse me, the former CEO, then chairman, has left the company. Uh, completely, just he's done. Uh, you know, he was kind of mocked for some of the stupid things he said about women's bodies, and kind of mocked for some of the stupid things he talked about the sheer pants and the recall that they had. Chip Wilson stepping down from the company completely, the company that he founded. Pitney Bowes is in the news. They're a big loser today after the provider of mail processing equipment delivered adjusted quarterly profit that matched forecast but revenue that missed expectations. Netflix is down today after Standard & Poor's downgraded its credit rating into junk territory. Um, Mylan said that it will buy women's health care assets from India's family care for about $750 million. Uh, Cisco, the trucking company, the food company, they posted earnings of $0.41, cents, which was in line with expectations. And they're trying to get regulatory approval to acquire a company. And they said they're going to sell certain assets as part to merge with that U.S. Foods. So they're in the news today as a loser. A gainer, Intuitive Surgical, said it will repurchase up to $1 billion of its own shares. Intuitive Surgical is tied towards really complex, really cutting-edge surgery options that obviously cut down on the amount of cuts in the body or the size of the cuts. And the smaller the cut, the faster the healing time. Uh, so it's 
pretty hardcore if you watch Intuitive Surgical. It's considered hyper-growth stock. It's had a great four or five year run with massive times of up and massive times of volatility on the downside. So you always want to be very cautious on that. Apple said today they're going to buy about $5 billion of bonds or sell $5 billion of bonds, which is the better way of saying that for general corporate purposes with rates as low as they are. I say go for it. That seems to make a lot of sense. McDonald's had a very interesting campaign for the Super Bowl. Basically, if you tweet out happy messages about their competitors, they would provide you with swag, typically tied towards the competitor, whether it be free flights on Southwest or free Doritos from uh, Doritos. So anyway, from PepsiCo. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Join me at robblack.com. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.